Welcome to Art Talk Live. I'm your host, Julia Noyes, from the Noyes Art Gallery. I'm interviewing artists for your listening pleasure. Haven't you ever wondered why artists do what they do or what inspires them? So here we are, live, to give you the inside scoop. Hello again. Welcome to Art Talk Live. This is Lynette Fast at Noya's Art Gallery, and I really appreciate that you have joined us today. Please check into all of our podcasts at kzum.org forward slash Art Talk Live, and you can hear podcasts upon podcasts upon podcasts about artists and what they do and how they think and where their ideas come from and what has led them into wanting to create and show people what they create. It's a fascinating journey, and I love uh, doing this little bit of a program for you so that you can also explore the way artists think and what they do. Remember, too, at Noya's Art Gallery, we do have regular events all the time, even more than just first and third Friday, but those are our big ones. And we invite the public in to meet artists and talk to artists and see their artwork twice a month, every first Friday and every third Friday of the month. We are open until about 8.30 p.m. or longer if people are still hanging around. Uh, and you can come in anytime, Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. Coming up in December, of course, we're getting ready for our holiday uh, shopping and holiday gifting going on and we hope that you will consider supporting local artists, uh, regional artists, and shopping here at Noya's Art Gallery. Uh, we have about 125 artists represented all the time so I'm pretty sure you can find something um, that you could give that has a lot of personal meaning. Please come by Noya's Art Gallery at 119 South 9th Street. I hope you'll join us. As we uh, take a look at today's interviews, I've got uh, several uh, people coming up with uh, painting and drawing and uh, jewelry making. Uh, and with me right now is a sculptor, Doug Hocko. Hi, Doug. Hi, Lynette. How are you? <laughs> I am awesome. This is one of the best days ever when I get to sit and talk to artists and learn about them and what they do. So I have followed your work uh, for a long time. Doug is a longtime member of Noya's Art Gallery and does some really fascinating uh, metal sculpture, a lot of welding involved, a lot of cutting involved. And uh, you can see many of his creations here at the gallery. Welcome, Doug. I want to ask you first off, what's the first time you remember thinking of yourself as an artist? I am an artist. <laughs> uh, through, through high school, of course, uh, of course, we, we think we're an artist uh, when, we, when we excel in the, in the field. But I think the first time outside of that that I felt like an artist was when I started at Noise Gallery, when I decided that that uh, I would I would come here and start showing my art. When I was talking to Julia and and she, yeah, inspired me to come here and bring stuff in and let's see what what we can do and what we got and. Uh, ever since then, yeah, I don't uh, I don't have any doubt that I'm an artist. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and so. being around other artists really helps to foster that. And Julia Noyes is a very special mentor in that situation. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's introduce you a little bit. Help people know who you are, what you like to do, where you came from, uh, how you found yourself doing what you're doing. I, you know, all through high school, I was a two-dimensional artist. I painted and I and I did colored colored ink and colored pencils were my were a, a favorite of mine. Uh, but I think when I started in the trades as a as a sheet metal worker and started fabricating metal I'd had some some welding and and I was as the trades went on as my trade and in instruction went on uh, I could see it but I didn't do it the the art I just excelled in the trade and I left felt myself there for a lot of years I was creative because I was designing ductwork on jobs and my creative juices were were getting satisfied or my muse was being satisfied I guess mm -hmm. yeah and uh, after after that changed I think was when I started looking to to uh, a gallery and and when I met Julia uh -huh. and that changed my whole outlook on that kind of stuff right and started I started doing more work actually when I first met Julia I'd only done a little bit of welding and some of my my sculptures were were uh, wood-based with copper oh yeah adornments the heads that i do the, mm -hmm. the w watchers from the wood pile is what i called them mm -hmm. in that in that stage of my life i guess in the in mm -hmm. that series that i was doing mm -hmm. um and then since then of course i've gotten more tools so been able to do more things in my garage in my studio mm -hmm. uh and that's the main thing. Once I got a plasma cutter, I could cut stuff and, and get a little farther. Once I changed my welder and now I have a different welder and mm -hmm. all those things change what, what I'm doing. Yeah. The tools can be almost like your hands. <laughs> they, it's, it's, they, it's bigger than, uh -huh. than, than it is when I was doing the uh, two dimensional stuff because I worked out of an old set of drawings. I never replaced anything. I, I was, I was, well, I didn't see myself then as anything. So that was just mm -hmm. something I did on the side, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now with the tools, you feel an expressionistic outlet. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I can use any of them for either, and I do, I use them for mechanical means mm -hmm. as I run my business and all through mechanical yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there's the same tools that I'm using in my artwork. So... I fight myself sometimes for whether the area is clean enough for me to build a fitting on the sheet metal that I need to build before next weekend, <laughs> or if I can do artwork. Do the creative part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it, it reminds me of a story that happened to me this past weekend. A friend of my son's came through my home, and my studio is kind of in his space. And the friend said, Wow, is this your dad's at your your dad's workbench? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, no, it's my mom's. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The fire uh -huh. arts and the hot arts tend to uh -huh. people think that they're that they're a, a man's thing. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it was all me for sure. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. 
and sometimes it's such a mess that you got to sort it out. Uh, and yeah, that's where I've been lately. It's always a mess. <laughs> I'm always Definitely. stumbling over something lately. But. Yeah. Well, let's uh, talk more about what it is that you are creating. Uh, I know you've really found a little niche lately in skeletons and um, very, very um, storytelling, uh, imaginative. Yeah, mischievous almost. Mm -hmm. They're not. They're not uh, lifelike. They they've got a little. Uh, uh, what's what's the word? They're they're just. They've got a fun side to them. Yeah, they're not scary, creepy. Yeah, they're not scary, yeah. creepy skeletons, yeah. and mm -hmm. and that's just ever since I figured out how to build them and what to build them with. I use propane cylinders and cut them out and mm -hmm. and. Uh, so I can mass produce them and I can make them doing different things. This mm -hmm. is pretty much the same size skeleton yeah. each time doing something. So I could do one for somebody's father-in-law that plays a lot of golf. Mm -hmm. I could, you know, I could do one for that on a commission basis. Right. Uh, or I could, I, I do them out of my imagination a lot of times. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the time is what I'm doing. Yeah. So. And they're about three to four feet tall well, if it were to stand maybe three foot at the tallest most okay. of them are between two and three feet tall. okay uh-huh uh, and they take up a little bit of room about 15 or 20 inches wide yeah a lot yeah. of them are doing something so i get a chance to make something else with them like a bow and arrow mm -hmm. uh and then have him holding the bow and arrow and put a quiver on his back mm -hmm. that's one i have right now actually one of my favorites uh-huh um and it's going to be a sad day when that one sells because I'll, I'll be bummed. Oh, yeah. Um, it's always that hard little point of, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. Well, I think I'm going to keep that one. Yeah, yeah, I love that uh -huh. one. I love them all, I think. Uh -huh. I, I think every time I create one, I'm excited when it's being created. Every it's, time it's the favorite. Yeah, it's it's a it's an exciting thing to do when it's time to build. Mm -hmm. Some of the before work gets tedious, building the hands and building the legs and and making the joints work and all. But when you get a chance to pose them and make them doing what they're doing and, and put the ornaments or or accessories in their hand. Yeah. Uh, tell us about, uh, you, you said you have one that's a favorite right now. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that one with a little more detail. That one's just a simple skeleton. I mean, in the, in the style that I do them. And he's leaning a little bit. He's got a, a bow in his hand. A, a archery bow mm -hmm. and a quiver on his back, but the bow was made. I knew I was doing one with with a bow. I knew I was going to do an archery. That's one thing. That's what I do, and that's one of my side, one of my hobbies. So, so I knew I was going to do that. I went over to my pile to look for for something to make his bow out of, and I picked an old pair of pliers up because I grabbed pieces of metal and pull them out of the ply out of the pile with that and I was looking for a piece of flat bar that I could bend and make the bow and I looked down in my hand and I had that pair of pliers in my hand and I figured out if you if that's the shape and everything's perfect so I took that plier and took it apart and put it back together a different way and welded it back together so some people don't see that when they look at the piece but other people see the pair of pliers there mm -hmm. and and so it's so it's like a junk art type mm -hmm. style. 
little yeah, bit, yeah. little bit of it, and it's Found definitely objects. junk art made because that's what I tend to make stuff out of is used, yeah, used parts. Recycle. I don't usually buy new metal to make stuff. I usually buy out of use out of my junk pile. Uh huh. So your studio must be quite interesting and full. <laughs> Did I mention that I'm tripping over things? <laughs> you might have to make more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, sometimes that piece is just right when you know it's right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you've got to have it. <laughs> it's going to take however long it's going to take to get there. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, um, as you know, Doug's work is available here at Noya's Art Gallery. And you really do need to come and see, as he described, whimsical, playful. Yeah. Very delightful. They will make you smile. Whimsical is the word I was looking for in my yeah, head. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think you would uh, very much enjoy and get a smile on your face looking at his work. So you are often at our first or third Friday events. Uh, we see you around here once in a while. Yeah. And we are open every first Friday, third Friday, till about 8.30. So um, you could catch up with Doug then or... Uh, just call the gallery, and we can put you in touch with Doug and help you connect with him. If you had a particular thing that you would like to have built, I'm pretty sure Doug can put his mind around that. Yeah, I, I go to the practical and into the abstract metal art, and I, I the skeletons are one thing that I do, but but mm -hmm. I've got quite a bit of different stuff that I'm doing. Other options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Doug's work is available at 119 South 9th Street. Call the gallery at 402-475-1061. And what do you have lined up next? I'm taking the skeletons down now because thanks because uh, Halloween is over, and I put I brought in birds. Uh huh. Some of my um, stuff that I've got. I, I make birds of prey. Because my name's Hako. My father always had statues around the house, ah. ceramic usually, okay. of birds. And it always bothered me in a ceramic statue that, that the bird can't stand on its own feet. It has to be tied to the tree next to it. Uh -huh. So when I started doing welded artwork, I started making a bird that could stand on its own feet because the material is strong enough. Yeah. And, huh. and when I do welded art, some of it's finer, finer art. And so I can sculpt out the, the feet and mm -hmm. then coat them with bronze mm -hmm. and and get a get a nice finished product. Yeah, so. wonderful. So we will see quite a change in your work body here. Right here at the gallery, yes. Yeah. I'm changing things up right now. Well, come on in, folks, and view Doug's work. Uh, we are so excited that you joined us on Art Talk Live today. Remember that uh, KZUM sponsors us, and we so appreciate uh, the honor of being available on the KZUM website, kzum.org forward slash Art Talk Live. Please uh, join us again. This is Julia Noyes from the Noyes Art Gallery, and this has been Art Talk Live. I want to especially thank Lila Cho for her original violin composition that she did special for us. Tune in again. We'll be looking for you.